Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. All the places Tian Gong won won't land, and where it still might. By Robbie Gonzalez. No one knows exactly when or where China's abandoned Tian Gong won space station will be turned to Earth. But the map on Ted Mulehaupt's computer gives him a better idea than most. I'm looking at it right now, and it tells me the vehicle's not going to land in Quito, he says. The date is Thursday, March 29, around 12.30 Pacific, 63 hours before Mulehaupt predicts the 18,000-pound spacecraft, which is roughly the size of a school bus with wings, will re-enter the planet's atmosphere, break apart, burn up, and rain down on bits and pieces on the Earth below. It looks like most of Texas is safe, southern Florida too. Although, at this resolution, I can't say for certain whether northern Florida is clear. Mulehaupt is an engineer at Aerospace Corporation, a federally funded R&D organization where he manages the Center for Orbital and Reentry Debris Studies. Among his group's specialties are simulating uncontrolled reentries of spacecraft like Tiangong-1 and predicting when and where they will plunge from the sky. Think Chicken Little minus the alarmism, plus a lot more math. A Mulehop's computer screen is something aerospace types call a ground track, a map of Tiangong-1's current and future path above Earth's surface traced out in sigmoidal lines. The space station's last known position above the planet is marked with a red X, its present orbit with a red curve. Surrounding it are more curves, depicting projected orbital paths, which overlap into a basket-weave pattern that spans 43 degrees north to 43 degrees south. Tiangong's going to land somewhere under the basket weave, Mulehop tells me, but all the gaps in the basket are safe. If you're not under one of those lines, you're not going to get hit. I look at the ground track. It's mostly gaps, and those gaps will only expand. Every few minutes between now and Sunday, when the space station is projected to re-enter Earth's atmosphere, the interweaving lines of Tiangong-1's ground tracks will grow increasingly sparse, until they resemble not a latticework, but a few S-shaped swoops across the planet's surface. That's a good thing. The swoops stand for uncertainty. Each depicts a path along which Mulehop's models project Tiangong-1 could be traveling when it finally plunges through Earth's atmosphere. The closer the satellite dips towards its fiery homecoming, the fewer the swoops. The fewer the swoops, the more confident Mulehop's forecast of where the spacecraft won't come hurtling through the atmosphere. Already, you can see this transformation happening. 
Aerospace produced the above-ground track midday Thursday while I was talking with Mulehopt. Far more difficult to say is when Tiangong One will achieve reentry and where the ensuing debris will land. To understand why, consider two things: the tremendous speed at which Tiangong One is moving, more on that in a bit, and the number of variables risk analysts like Mulehopt have to input into their calculations. To list just a few: atmospheric density, which varies inconsistently with altitude. Which pieces of spacecraft are likely to survive reentry? Shielded components, i.e., parts inside of parts inside of parts, tend to fare well. What those hunks of spacecraft are made of? Optical elements like glass, as well as titanium and nickel alloys, have high melting points and therefore often survive. How those chunks of space wreckage hurtle through the sky? Each will tumble unpredictably, even if analysts knew a chunk's exact dimensions. It's impossible for them to know which of the object's sides will experience maximal atmospheric resistance from one instant to the next. So yeah, it's a lot of things to keep track of, and each of these variables is well highly variable. When you guess about one thing, i.e., when and where a spacecraft the size of Tiangong One will disintegrate and combust, depends on guesses about multiple other things. It can lead to some big unknowns. How big? As a rule of thumb, Mulehop says his team simulations feature a roughly 20% error window. As in, take the time between now and the predicted time of reentry and divide by five. The result is the plus or minus any projected reentry time. So the error window 30 days before the spacecraft's projected reentry time is plus or minus six days. A day before is plus or minus five hours. Five hours before is plus or minus one hour. This variability also appears in the ground tracks from earlier. Yellow swoops correspond to orbital positions on the early side of the error window. Green swoops to those on the late side. It's here that one must consider Tiangong One's speed. Earth is twenty-four thousand nine hundred one miles in circumference, and China's space station is currently orbiting the planet about once every eighty-eight minutes. Divide the former by the latter, and you get a ground speed of two hundred eighty-three miles per minute. In other words. Even if Mulehopt and his team were lucky enough to get a bead on the satellite at the start of its final orbit, which isn't guaranteed, their air window would still be plus or minus 18 minutes—enough time for Tiangong One to cover a 5,000-mile swath of Earth's surface. So you know what quadrant you're dealing with, Mulehopt says. You're going to be fairly certain if it's coming down over, say, the Atlantic Ocean, but you don't know where in the Atlantic. It's going to be somewhere in there, but it could hit close to Africa or could hit close to North America. You just don't know with that sort of range. That said, reentry analysts do get lucky from time to time. When Mulehopt and his team tracked the reentry of Russia's Phobos Grunt spacecraft in 2012, a radar station spotted the satellite's position with half an orbit to go, allowing them to refine the predicted reentry zone. They'd known previously to expect the vehicle in the South Pacific, but they weren't certain whether it was going to come closer to the Philippines or South America. It turned out to be the latter. Beginning Saturday afternoon, Mulehopt and his colleagues will be camped out with their projections, ready and waiting for similar last-minute updates on Tiangong One's status. An inopportune time, he says, but then real-world events are typically this way. He breaks it down for me, as a person in his field would. There are 21 eight-hour shifts in a seven-day week. Business hours account for just five of them, which means that 75% of the time, these reentry events happen at inconvenient times. An inconvenient time, perhaps, but similar odds all but ensure Tiangong One will reenter orbit in a convenient place. Water covers roughly three quarters of the planet, which means any incoming debris is likely to land in the drink, far from people. 
And even if some bits of wreckage do reach land, Mulehaupt and his team have calculated that humanity's relatively sparse distribution across the planet's surface means the odds of them harming you are vanishingly slim, like a trillion to one slim. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.